Welcome back to Heavyweights. In solidarity with Greg Abbott, we are recording this podcast while sitting down. I'm Sam Mangold Lennett. I'm Armin Talui. And today you might notice we are missing one meatball sub, John Rigolizzo. How's it going, Armin? Oh, pretty good. How about you? Doing pretty great. What's on your mind? Well, the border, for one, I think uh, is, you know, I've been so attuned to the whole nothing ever happens that uh, I was caught off guard by something actually is seems to be happening. True, true. Um, yeah, it's let me pull up the actual border crossing numbers real quick. I probably should have done that before we start recording, but it's oh, pretty... I know it was. I think they just put them out. Um, we're recording this on January 27th. That uh, just this week, I think they released it. December was like the all time high ever recorded of like over 300,000 uh people cross the border in one month yeah that's um, completely insane Ten thousand per day like if you actually think about that on a like like, like a scale because like sometimes these numbers when you hear these like large numbers it's hard to really like actually picture what that looks like so three hundred thousand would be that's several stadiums like, full of people that's like four or five nfl stadiums full of people cross the border in one month that what is, is it what is the crazy. number of people to get a Congress member in a? It's about half a million. I okay. think there's about one Congress person per half a million. That it's insane, man. We are allowing whole cities of people to come into this country. It is nuts. Yeah, no, that um, I I, I think people have done some estimates that like since Biden took office, the total is somewhere between like eight and 16 million. Yeah. And, and that's, that's not counting the gotaways either. Yeah. The, so that's, that's already like the population, like that would be like one of the 10 biggest States in the country already. Yeah. Uh, more than my home state of Washington, which has just under 8 million people. So completely insane. And uh, they have to go back. They all have to go back. Yeah. That's going to be a Herculean effort. I mean, it's i don't even know how you find these people it's i guess that's part of the issue with you know the 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 deep state or whatever is that they're going to slow walk any effort to actually help finding them i mean we can find them if they use cbp1 the the app that border um border control or whatever whatever agency tells them to install to actually schedule their court hearings and whatnot but they all flake on it there's no accountability whatsoever so how do you actually track them down the, the the system is designed so that they never actually yeah. leave, right? Because there's this yeah. catch and release where, like, even the, the, the ones assuming they get caught crossing the border, well, they just get, like, you know, some paperwork and a court date right. and then, like, are, like, supposed to show up in, like, six months for a court yeah. date. And there's no enforcement and, like, there's no, like, you know, they're not, like, being held the whole time while waiting trial. Like, they just release them in the interior of the country and then they can go yeah. over there wherever they want and they disappear and they're they're here for life and if they have kids those kids are citizens and uh even if they don't like they can still you know go to the emergency room still use public services like it's a even it's de facto amnesty it is it is completely like there was a a little once you're it's basically like once you get one foot in the country you're 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 essentially in yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna kick you out and and anchor babies and such and such there was a a theory a border in name only which yeah, a leads to a nation in name only as well, yeah. which is troubling to say the least. Well, none of the people who actually run the nation actually know what a nation is. They just think it's a spreadsheet. 
they just think it's you know it's a propositional nation. It's a, it's an idea. Numbers go up, numbers go down. We wax poetic about the declaration and such. No one actually cares about peoplehood or anything that makes a nation or what a nation truly is. It's the people. Um, but we've lost the no, 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 no. You all, you have it all backwards. It's that that's that gay little poem on the Statue of Liberty. That's what oh makes yeah, the, yeah. True, my bad, that's my what, bad. That's what does it. It's the uh, the huddled masses. There was a, a theory going around on Twitter a couple of days ago. Might have been a couple of weeks ago. I forget exactly. Uh, that was basically a system is what it does, or the purpose of a system is what it does. So the pur- the purpose of border control just lousing up entirely. That's not it's not lousing up. Like it, it's it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah, it's exactly it's it, it's working as intended. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the the system is not you know, in place to prevent people from getting in. It's to actually facilitate more of them getting in. Right. So, and there's another uh, issue here with like birthright citizenship. None of these people are going to have any actual loyalty to the nation. They don't actually care about being an American. They just want a better apartment. That's all this is to them. Like, do you think they're actually going to fight in our wars for America? No. Like, sure. I mean, they might maybe, have to... maybe a few exceptions on the edge, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's always it, outliers. It, it... There's outliers to every role. But like, overwhelmingly, the people who, the children of illegals don't actually care about America. They're just here for fiscal benefits. Very true. Very true. But I mean, I've been I've been loving the uh, the rhetoric we've seen from Trump lately on the uh, on the border. And obviously, I mean, I, I, I but before we get into that, we should probably talk about this, uh, for, uh, you know, growing alliance of uh, of red states that have come out in uh, support of Texas in uh, defiance of the uh, the feds. And yeah. uh, it's up to what, 25 now, essentially half the states in the uh, in the country have uh Signed on a, in a joint statement in support of uh, Governor Abbott in Texas. And, yeah, I think uh, it's is it twenty seven states. I think it's twenty five. I was I was keeping track. Uh, twenty five was the last number I'd seen because I think that's just the number of Republican governors. But anyways, yeah, I know. I thought it was a. Uh, I I was surprised to see how quickly actually no, no, so Vermont. many of the. Uh, I was uh, I was I was surprised to see how quickly. Uh, some some governors that I didn't expect to be uh, yeah. good on this uh, come out quickly in defense of Texas, particularly in Utah. Governor yeah, that was Pronouns. so surprising. He was a surprise. Um, I'm surprised Ohio. Maybe, yeah, and then actually Yunkin in Virginia too. Well, Yunkin's that, been surprisingly uh, he was, good on a lot of things. He was, but but that, that he was one of the first. True. That, uh, I think he was like after because it was Texas obviously first, and then uh, Oklahoma immediately. In, in solidarity, I mean, they're right next door and very based. I think one of the only states that's like 100% red, every county went for Trump. Um, and then South Dakota, Florida. And then right after that, you get uh, like Virginia, Utah, um, handful of others. But like, the, I think Utah was the most surprising one to me, just how quickly. Because um, he's like one of the most like liberal Republican governors out there. Yeah. But uh, I think... I think they can all tell which way the wind is blowing and that this the border is going to be like the defining issue of 2024. I mean, it's the it's the defining issue of the 21st century. It's literally defining the nation like it's a nation doesn't exist without borders. It, it needs definition. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, and, and honestly, it seems to be happening in uh, in Europe, too. Right. That uh, Europe I, I, is I so much worse. I mean, I, mathematically, I don't know if it's worse here or there, frankly. But the cultural impact seems far worse over there, at least from what we see. Like, London is a majority Islamic city now. 
the actual call the, to prayer four times a day in London by city council yeah. decree. It's insane. The emirate, the uh, Islamic emirate of Londonistan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that uh, I I don't keep as close a tab on European politics as American politics, obviously, because you know America is far cooler and more important than Europe. But sure. uh, but the the little bits and pieces I've seen is it seems like the uh the right wing anti immigration parties seem to be surging all over the place in Europe and that people people really are just getting fed up with this whole open borders thing. I mean yeah. I, I wish, you know, this had happened eight, nine years ago, back when the, the migrant crisis really kicked off in Europe and I mean America's been dealing with border problems for the last like, I don't know, what, thirty, forty years now? basically since Reagan's amnesty in what was that like 1986. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the, the, the tide does seem to be turning on, uh, on the immigration issue and that you're even seeing, um, you know, blue state uh, mayors in particular, uh, you know, reaping what they sowed that they yeah. all, uh, it was hilarious, right? How like during the, when, when Trump was in office and like the border was at least, mostly under control like not totally it was never totally under control but when it was mostly under control you had all these like blue state mayors uh virtue signaling and like talking about how they're going to be as welcoming as they can to immigrants and we're going to make sure nobody ever gets deported and we're going to treat them all like to like put them all up in hotels and do everything we can to take care of them and it's like all right well let's make them live up to their words so now they're uh they're reaping what they sowed and all the uh the new arrivals that are making their way up to new york and chicago and all these other blue si- uh blue cities are uh causing some trouble and right. uh i think they're uh maybe regretting some of the uh some of the decisions they made from 2016 to 2020 every now and then you even see uh like video of migrants saying this isn't what we were promised this is what we what we thought it would be so you know it's it's wild no one actually like you said ripping what they sell it's it's hard to like i mean i don't have any sympathy for these people whatsoever but it, it's i don't know it's just it's it's kind of funny um john fetterman's trajectory on this is kind of insane um no he suffered a stroke and then start, and his demon of a wife went away and he's just becoming increasingly more based uh he's talking about how the border needs to be like lock solid um oh it's kind of cool yeah no the 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 fetterman redemption arc has been a, a fun one to watch he's gonna but, get the uh, uh the neural link on the senate floor and become FederX. <laughs> it, it it is uh it is really hilarious too though right like checks himself into mental hospital comes out immediately far more right-wing and based than he went in so uh just goes to show leftism is in fact a mental illness true or conservatism is the result of brain damage or also <laughs> i can't i don't think we can discount the fact that his wife has utterly disappeared and she was by far the worst aspect of i mean like she was, she was his surrogate during the uh, campaign against Doctor Oz in 2022. I don't think we can discount the fact that she was like pushing that him super far to the left. Many such cases, many such cases. <laughs> yeah. Got long house uh, by an illegal immigrant. Is she an illegal? Yeah. Wow. Wow, man, she has to go back too. Then I hate to see it, but even though he's he's sticking it to like these really annoying Palestinian protesters or pro Hamas protesters like last night, I think they were outside of his house in Pennsylvania, just like 
waving Palestinian flags and telling him uh, to end the, the to call for a ceasefire. He climbs up to his Did, roof and starts. Oh, waving oh yeah, yeah he was flag. on the roof, wa- yeah. on the roof, waving his Israeli flag at them, just trolling. Hilarious. Yeah. Every single time someone sees John Fetterman in Washington D.C., they send a picture of him to me. Like, hey, it's you. Like, thanks, God. thanks, man. It's good for my self esteem. <laughs> what you don't like being compared to the the brain damaged ogre man? There are only so many Nephilim in the city. I get it, but come on, my hair is far better than that. <laughs> he doesn't have any hair. Exactly. <laughs> no, but the uh, it, 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 I'm I'm here for it. I like the uh, I like the Fetterman redemption work, and honestly, with the way things are are heading, he's actually. Probably to the right of where Dr. Oz would have been. Oh, yeah. If uh, yeah. If, if he'd been elected. So maybe, maybe, you know, we actually we dodged a bullet there and we actually got a uh, a sensible Democrat instead of a, uh, you know, Dr. Oz. I mean, the reality of the situation is he will campaign for Biden. Uh, he will go along with the Democrats on their core issues. But Dr. Oz would have also gone for amnesty. He would have gone for any of the global homo stuff. He would have been pro-gay. Um, there's no question about it. Fetterman will at least has a spine and believes in like the the Rust Belt issues, if you will. There's a reason there's a Trump Fetterman phenomena. Yeah, and I, I think nothing speaks more to his. Uh, he's really you know tapped into the uh, the spirit of the uh, the Rust Belt, and we saw that this week with his uh, his uh, defensive zin. And I think that is something that's our that guy we to talk about. Yep. That's did, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a single issue voter now when it comes to uh, comes to 2024. Who will protect my right to nicotine pouches? So true. It's not Chuck Schumer. I can tell you that much. Brian Chuck. There's a reason. Take yours in. There's a reason they want to legalize marijuana, legalize all the drugs, make porn as accessible as water, put birth control in the water. Because they want you fat, complacent, and stupid. They want you low T. Nicotine. Possibly gay. They they want you gay. It's state-enforced homosexuality. They're very explicit about that. It's a paradigm shift. Nicotine keeps you sharp, keeps you alert, makes you a skinny legend. Marijuana gives you the munchies, makes you lazy, makes you stupid. There's a reason they want you to have it. There's a reason why sports betting is in everyone's algorithm. There's a reason they want their vice, the vices, the bad vices, not the good vices like nicotine. Nicotine's not a vice, it's a virtue. Backed myself in a corner there, but I found my way out. There's a reason they're going against it. It's because it empowers you. They're also, they're also no, like, at Davos, they're going against coffee. Like, what the hell? They, uh, no, it's like the, uh, the old meme, right? Of, uh, they sell us their poison and take away our medicine so that we buy their cures. Yeah. yeah. This, I'm pointing to my, uh, my tin right here. This is that medicine that they're uh they're trying to ban so uh yeah good uh good good on fetterman i uh i respect him for it to the uh to the swedish match company the manufacturers of zin we're available for sponsorship just so you know low price we'll give you a very very good deal you know we'll 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 plug your product for for a very small amount of money a lifetime supply is also agreeable to us so just putting it out there hey if anyone knows a guy we're, we're we're certainly open to it. <laughs> what what is your favorite flavor of nicotine pouch? What what do you, what are you chewing on right now? Okay, so actually, I, uh, I I've been lying to you this whole time. I actually uh, don't use Zin. Uh, I use a different brand of product. It is uh, it is called Rogue. 
It is very similar, but they offer an apple flavor, which is quite delicious. I've been enjoying a lot of it lately. That's fair. And, you know, it's not it's not that you're lying. It's that you are aligned. No more brother wars. Okay. At first, they came for Zinn, and I said nothing. Next, they come for Rogue, and there was no one to stand up for me. Exactly. We're all in this together. We are. Nicotine bros, we must all hang together, or exactly. we will all hang separately. Smoke together or smoke alone. Bring back smoking Amen. in movie theaters. That's yes. a cool aesthetic. Amen. It's Lindy. Amen. Yeah, no, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's it's it's, it's uh, this is the civil rights issue of our time. Very true. It's, it's our, not school uh, choice. It's not abortion. It's the right to free and affordable to free to free nicotine. Free nicotine. They want healthcare. They want college. No nicotine. Put nicotine in the water. Based problem be solved. Better than the be better than the fluoride. Exactly. Productivity would increase so much. Our our literacy problem solved like that immediately. The median IQ is going to skyrocket if you put nicotine in the water. I guarantee it. Take that to the bank. There should be cigarette vending machines in every school bathroom yes, in this country. Yes, exactly. Thank you. No more. Michelle Obama ruined school lunch. We're going to save it by putting cigarettes in the school lunches. You know, if they really, the, because the whole, the, 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 their whole idea behind that, right, is that the, they, 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 at least early how they tried to sell it is that the, the kids are getting too fat. So we need to give them healthier school lunches. Didn't work at all. The, the school lunches were still unhealthy. They just tasted like shit. I remember <laughs> I, I, I was in middle school yeah. at the time and I hated it. This it took away the awful. chocolate milk. Yeah. It was, it was bullshit. What they should have done was get us all addicted to nicotine instead. We all would have been much thinner. True. Very true. But, they, took away, they took away the soda, they took away the chocolate milk, they took away the, the Bosco sticks and like the fried chicken sandwich. All we got was cardboard slot. Yeah, Give those like square, zin. those like square, those like shitty square pieces of pizza that tasted like cardboard. Those were awful. I hated those. That's a very unfortunate core memory. Mm-hmm. That actually, I remember when it went into effect the year before the, the school launches program. I think I would, this would have been when I was in like fifth grade. So like Obama got elected in 08. I was in fifth grade, 2008, 2009. And so it was when I either the end of fifth grade or beginning of sixth grade is when like the Michelle Obama school lunch stuff kicked in for me. And they we used to have real pizza at lunch, like actual circular pizza like that you would get at a restaurant. And then they switched it out for that shitty square, like frozen cardboard yeah. stuff. And it was it cauliflower crust or something. Ugh, it was disgusting. But um Never again. And you, and you had to like drown it in ranch to make it at all tolerable. And uh, which then made it unhealthy again, because, you know, you're just drowning it yeah. in like li- literally just liquid seed oil just poured all over your uh, your cardboard pizza. Probably you're make all... kids un- probably make kids less healthy. Undeniably so. Big Mike strikes again. What about planes? These, uh, the planes? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, at least. Right wing Twitter would have you believe that you know planes are are falling out of the sky left and right, and you know this seems to be a uh, a serious serious disaster. But 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 actually though, the uh, this whole like airline DEI stuff has has really broken uh, broken into the the mainstream here, and I think a lot of people are starting to notice that uh, the quality of, uh, of of air travel has dramatically declined over the last few years, and. Uh, not just as far as like, you know, like flight delays and all that kind of stuff. But like now we're finding out that like they're not even doing, you know, 
proper safety checks and maintenance yeah. on the planes and the the pilots are probably underqualified and it's it's a disaster and i honestly think that like we may be reaching the the end of kind of like the golden age of uh of air travel and that by the time you know we're middle-aged men you know 20 30 years down the line uh we may kind of look back on the two the early 2000s as like oh man we really took it for granted that like flying was a, a safe and reliable way to get around and we'll be returning to the uh the era of like rail travel or something yeah. we'll be nostalgic for tsa <laughs> oh god it's crazy what happens when you build planes with black girl magic instead of screws and bolts hey i think uh in in both cases they uh they they believe that the the plane will be able to fly but uh I, I trust the uh, the nuts and bolts more than the uh, the black girl magic. True, very true. Um, I'm not a big I I fly a lot because I have to go home to Ohio a couple of times a year because where my family is. Um, but I've never liked flying just because I'm a giant and it's uncomfortable. Um, so honestly, if the airline industry dies, I'm okay with that because it'll convenience me and force rail probably to become like better. Maybe I don't know. Um, ah, but I, I don't know if I trust the railroads these days either. That's true. Yeah, I mean East Palestine. That was, uh, well, that was less, uh, yeah, been less than a year ago. There was the, yeah. the East Palestine disaster. So the 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 railroads are also suffering from a uh, a competency crisis. So uh, and maybe we'll be going back to just you know you just got to drive yourself everywhere. But they they want to they want to ban you know gas cars and uh, they want everyone in electric self driving cars. So I. Oh my god! I hate, hate, hate electric vehicles. Uh, so a couple this past summer, I think it was September or something. I drove home just to to visit home. Um, I rented a car from Hertz. It it was several hundred dollars cheaper to rent a Tesla than the next cheapest option, which was like a just a gas car. Um, it was like six hundred dollars cheaper. It added like seven hours both ways to my drive. From DC to Ohio, because I had to stop to charge the damn thing so many times. These things suck, <laughs> and they they, they, they want you to have it so they can restrict your motion. It's insane. It is utterly insane. People shouldn't hate Elon Musk because of the Twitter stuff and because he's like a right winger, which he, he really isn't. They should hate Elon Musk because Teslas suck. They're the worst things ever. They're uncomfortable. They're ugly. They're inconvenient. What I'm really not a fan of is like the enormous fucking tablet that they have in, yeah. in place of the uh, in place of like the usual like head unit dash that um, it's very distracting. I uh, I don't like it. And uh, actually, this wasn't it wasn't a Tesla, but I uh, my, my car was in the shop a few weeks ago and they gave me one of the uh, the loaner cars. It, mm -hmm. it wasn't a Tesla, but it was like one of the new um, like Toyota Corolla hybrid, whatever. But it had they were trying to go for like the Tesla style of like putting a giant tablet in like to control everything like all uh, all of like the audio and like temperature controls and stuff mm -hmm. on the this giant tablet and it was like one really distracting to have like this giant tablet next to me as i'm driving and then like at night too it's super bright so like yeah. i felt like I felt like my dad as a little kid, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're, when, you're, when you're driving and you turn on the, uh, you turn on the, uh, the cab light and your dad like freaks out at you and is like, I'm going to crash. I can't see anything. And like, I, I felt like that when I was driving and there was no one else in the car, but I'm like, God damn it. This, uh, <laughs> this tablet is blinding me as I'm trying to drive. I can't see, sh I can't see shit. So at least uh, I'm going to play YouTube on like it or something. It's, it's so inconvenient. <laughs> I don't know. I think let's just go back to like carriages and buggies. 
just walk everywhere. I like walking. It's cozy. I've uh, I, I've still never owned a car that uh, that where the model year started with a two. All of my ideal. cars have been from uh, the nineties. Honestly, that's the ideal. Um, because every car like built after like two thousand six is gonna have some kind of computer tracking nonsense in it. So if you can get a car from like nineteen seventy, it's gonna be one built to last. Two, it's not gonna track you everywhere you go. Yep. Still still rolling in my ninety nine Camry. It's as old as me. Keep it going as long as you can. Man, I'm gonna, man. I'm I'm about to cross two hundred thousand miles on this bad boy. But what happens though? Like, I mean, eventually it's going to wear out. So, like, how do you prolong its longevity? I mean, you know, just diligent maintenance. You know, making sure it's getting getting all of its required uh, required services, replacing stuff. I just, yeah, I, I mean, I just had to put like probably us. Oh, so it was it was painful, but I'd probably put like two grand of work into it just recently. Ooh. Getting, um, I mean, it was all it was all essential stuff like the. Need a new needed new spark plugs, uh, some other electrical stuff. So, um, what else was there? Uh, fresh set of tires. You know, just you know, usual kind of maintenance stuff. But uh, it adds up, man. It adds up. True. And they, they they were trying to upsell me on uh, even more work, trying to get me to put like four grand into uh, the car. And it's like, you man, that's like it's like more than the blue book value of the car. I'm yeah. not, sorry, man. I'm not going to, if I'm going to drop four grand, I'll just buy a new car. <laughs> Insane. You could, you could basically buy a car with like 50,000 miles on it from 2000 for that. Probably. I mean, it would be a shitty one, but yes, <laughs> but it won't track you. And that's what matters. That is very true. Very true. Um, anyways. Yeah. little little, little diatribe there, but, uh, what else? What what else we got going on? Um, uh, Ron DeSantis is dropping has dropped out of the presidential race, or the or the primary race rather. Yeah, Nikki yeah, Haley stays I, in though. Yeah, I, you know, if you told me um, at the beginning when you know when the field was kind of at its at its largest that the the Nikki Haley would be the uh, the last last person standing uh, other than Trump, I wouldn't have believed you. I I I, I didn't see that one coming. That she is kind of where the uh, I guess it makes sense though that that's yeah. kind of where the establishment energy and money has coalesced. Just that mm-hmm. like you know she's she's willing to basically shill whatever you want as long as you pay her enough. So yeah. uh, honestly, I thought Tim Scott was going to last longer than DeSantis. I I knew it was going to be some uh, some moderate who would outlast DeSantis. I thought it was going to be Tim Scott instead of Nikki Haley. I mean, it was always going to be Trump. It always was. Everyone oh, knows. Oh yeah, that, that that part was obvious. Yeah. Anybody who was in the race was either jockeying for some cabinet position, VP, or was somehow a Mike Pence figure who's delusional enough to think they actually had a shot. I mean, obviously Nikki Haley is a completely cynical actor who, I'm of the opinion, is trying to just weaken Trump's standing in the general now, um, because once he once this is all wrapped up, he can fully pivot to a general election mode, um, which he already should be doing. I think. Because it's not like it's going look at the polling in the state. It's not going to change anyone's feelings whatsoever. New Hampshire was the only question. He's going to smoke Nikki Haley in South Carolina. And that'll be that. Um, it already is done, frankly. I don't think she has a path forward whatsoever. Um, I say I kind of I, I kind of like that. She's she's staying in the race, though, just to get a uh, clobbered over and over and yeah. over again. That that will be uh, it's discrediting her. But I mean, so I don't know. I mean, she doesn't have a political future. I mean, maybe she could run down the road. I mean, she's still pretty young. She's in her 50s, but she could be a vice president or a senator, I suppose. But 
I don't know. It's 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 annoying. It's just it's you're wasting. I mean, you're not wasting Republican dollars. You're wasting Democrat. You're literally wasting Democrat mega donor dollars at this point. It's just a controlled op. So true. So so true. But, but DeSantis is like once he's broken free from the consultants, he's kind of improving a lot. Like he's recording those selfie videos, posting them on Twitter, talking about the border crisis is actually going beast mode again, which is what he should have he's, been doing in the primary if he ever wanted this. Yeah, no, he's 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 back in his element, man. Yeah. That like and he's 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 being himself. And I I I love to see it. His like, you know, maybe 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 like a, a little 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 like hint of autism here and there, but like <laughs> it's it, it works. Je ne sais quoi. Exactly. No, it, it works for him, right? That like he was never he was never gonna be like a, a retail politician who's like out on the campaign trail doing like all these meet and greets and photo ops and all that kind of stuff. That was never his thing. And it never should have been Yeah. that like, I actually, a uh, friend, friend of the show, mystery Grove wrote a, uh, a good article on this, basically what, uh, what DeSantis, you know, should be, or should have, should have done. And like, kind of just doing like a, a postmortem on the DeSantis campaign. And that like, he kind of really should have leaned into like the, Hey, like, I'm not, you know, going to be like your your typical glad handing, you know, politician who's going to go out and like shake hands and kiss babies. Like I'm just like a ruthless political operator who's going to, you know, hold up my office and maybe record some selfie videos and then just get shit done, which yeah. is what made him so effective in Florida is frankly that like he didn't have to worry about all of like the retail politics stuff because he felt secure in, you know, where he, where he was in office. So he was able to just focus on, you know, getting meaningful results on a whole bunch of issues. And he's now within like, what, just within like a week or two of dropping out, he's seemingly returned back to exactly how he was before he started running. And I I love it, man. I, I, I love to see it. And one thing I noticed is he looked happier doing his concession speech and like when he was dropping out than he did at any moment during the campaign that like you could you could literally see like the like the the sparkle in his eye return yeah as he was uh as he was dropping out so it was uh i i think it i i still love the guy i think his campaign was doomed from the start i i, I said it all along so i'm uh, i'm 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 happy he uh he dropped out when he did and uh quickly endorsed trump and Trump very magnanimously accepted the endorsement and, you know, retired the uh, the nickname that he will no longer be Ron DeSanctimonious. He's back to just being Ron DeSantis. And um, welcome aboard, Ron. We're, we're glad to have you back. Yeah. Tim Scott came aboard. Uh, Vivek came aboard. Burgum. Love Burgum. He, he endorsed um, Trump, right? Yeah. I think nice. the only one, uh, Hutchinson endorsed Haley. I don't think Pence is going to endorse uh christy specifically did not endorse i'm cu- <laughs> i'm curious who um christy's like seven supporters are going to back i mean probably haley i would, I would think nikki haley yeah. but like it didn't seem like they liked each other either no no i mean christy's entire campaign was a kamikaze candidacy that's what explicitly what it was he just wanted to sink yeah. trump because um for un clear reasons that were never very effectively articulated um, i think he mostly just felt like 
personally slighted by Trump. That's my yeah. my thing. That is, like, I think he expected to get like a job in the Trump administration. Yeah. And then well, I mean, he did one. have a job in the Trump administration. And he was on like the transition team, I think. Right. But I don't I think thought he, he was. Got a job. I thought he was an advisor in the Oval. Uh, I could be mistaken. Um, I think he was just I think he was just on the transition team mm. and then didn't get a job. Even though he was, because in 2016, he was the first one to drop out and endorse Trump. I remember that. And uh, I think he thought he was going to get rewarded for that, and he didn't. And uh, then took, took it personally and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to torpedo Trump. And it was probably a, a Quixotic effort from the, from the start, but uh, you know what? I've always kind of found him funny. Christy? I don't know. He's, the, the Donald Duck line was actually pretty hilarious. Um... It's, it's very, very good. Dad it was kind of like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a classic like boomer dad joke, but yeah. uh, it worked. It worked for him. I'm glad we're past the, uh, the very lame LOL. Chris Christie is fat jokes. Those were never like, wow, it's we're recycling the same lame material over and over again. I'm glad we're past that. Like, phase. Come on. Every, everybody knows he's fat. He knows he's fat. Right. The, it's um, been, it's been, a, been apparent his entire career that he's very fat. That's one of his most endearing features, frankly. Like the picture of him pouring M and M's into another M and M container is goaded. I love that. Or uh, the one of him at the beach. Yeah, yeah. Where he closed the <laughs> beach just so he could use the beach. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, when corruption God. is funny, what else can you do? Like it's funny. I can look like, past it. Yeah. If you're going to be corrupt, at least be funny about it, and then I'll I'll be willing to give you a pass. Like Lori Lightfoot, her corruption was stupid. It wasn't funny. It wasn't endearing. She herself is a very funny figure. So credit where credit is due, aesthetically hilarious. But her corruption wasn't funny. It just wasn't. No, but there's so many, speaking of funny pictures, there's so many funny pictures of her. You remember right. that one? I think it was like from during during COVID. Where she was a superhero. Like some, no, where she's doing like some kind of like briefing or whatever. And like her hair's like sticking like straight up and she's wearing those like ridiculous pants that are like way too long. And they're all like bunched up around her feet. It just looks absolutely foolish. But Disheveled uh, maxing. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. God but, love her. Uh, Ironically, she was a far better, uh, not far better. The bar was exceedingly low. Who am I kidding? Um, oh, what's the name of the mayor of Chicago currently? Oh, whatever. Um, Brandon Johnson, right? I think yes, that's his name. Yes, yes. Uh, Brandon Johnson somehow somehow worse. worse. Yeah, like that is <laughs> wild. Murders are up, crime is up. Holy crap! And he's not even putting on ridiculous costumes, right? Like, at least give us press that. Conferences. Give us give us something to laugh at, man. His haircut <laughs> is stupid, which is and it sticks to the trend. I'll give him that. But like, come on, at least be entertaining. Hey, you know who else actually? kind of can get a pass there's, there's a couple other of like uh dem politicians that like i give a pass for being entertaining one being uh eric adams the uh the mayor of new york he is cool eric adams did, cool did you see that uh interview clip where i think it was like it was for new year's and um the the guy who was interviewing him asked him like to describe new york in in one word and uh he his answer was absolutely insane he's like well you know New York. I'd describe it as as New York. You could uh, on any given day, you know, there could be a uh, a plane flying into a building, or you know, someone could be starting a business. It was like uh, New York. 
this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. It was the, the most insane answer I'd ever heard. <laughs> like, he's selling New York of like, yeah, you know, it's like the only city in the world like it, you know. One day you could be having 9-11, the other day someone could be opening a business. It's, a, it's the life in the big city. What a guy. <laughs> And 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 that he's under uh, his office got raided and like he's under investigation for like I think like taking like essentially bribes from the Turkish government or something very bizarre tracks. I mean he he was actually incredibly corrupt. Um, is oh well, corrupt. certainly. I mean I feel I like, mean he's a Democrat, so what do you expect? Yeah, how, like, like to to rise up the ranks in the a Democrat political machine in a big city like yeah like he got to be corrupt. Water is also wet, surprisingly. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think he would succeed, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he runs in 28. What about a, uh, Andrew Cuomo comeback? You think that's in the works? I've been hearing yeah. rumors. Yeah. I, I've heard that he, uh, is going to run for mayor. Um, I mean, the whole stuff of him getting pushed out was ridiculous to begin with. Um, it was a very calculated takedown by Letitia. Um, it was Letitia, right? The AG. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think um, it was a favor to do you think it was a favor to Biden that like because remember during 2020 mm-hmm. they were hyping him, him up as like an alternative to Biden that like because like at the beginning of COVID he was like he like won an Emmy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like was being like hyped up as like the the savior of the Democrats before everyone realized he genocided the olds. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be. I'm not. I will not attribute anything to incompetency. It's malice all the way down. Um, yeah, I, I'd, willing, I'd be willing to believe that. I accept the premise. Um, I mean, these people kneecap their people all the time. Like they're extremely Machiavellian and very, very evil. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would believe it. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, he still is popular in New York. I think he could win the may uh, the mayoral election. Um, I also like they they do rank choice for their uh, for their elections, which is insane. Um, it would have been hilarious if Andrew Yang won that though instead of Eric Adams. <laughs> oh man, I um, the only Democrat political rally I've ever been to was an Andrew Yang rally in uh, in 2019 in Seattle, like right at the uh, the beginning of the uh, the Yang campaign. Nice. It was honestly kind of funny. Oh yeah, like, that, yeah. Was, uh, That's it literally was, I mean, the it was, Reddit the candidate. It was man, man. It was it, it was like a it was like a Reddit meetup, uh, IRL. But he actually <laughs> held it in a really cool venue in uh, Seattle. There's this mm-hmm. um, uh, this park called uh, Gasworks Park that has like a really good view of like the Seattle skyline. It's like right on the waterfront, uh, looking over this like uh, lake called Lake Union um and like has like a majestic like backdrop of like the seattle skyline over the water like beautiful venue great place to do to do an event but uh yeah man the people there were just you know reddit personified <laughs> right. um no honestly he's been kind of vindicated recently with all the ai stuff um mm-hmm. i mean i still think uh, agi is a ways out Everyone always says it's like six months out, then six months six months passes, then it's oh another six months out, and rinse and repeat. 
It's uh, uh it, it's exactly like the uh, Iranian nuclear weapons. They're always yeah. six, they're always six months away from getting the bomb. Right. And they have been since like 1995. <laughs> uh, but you know he's, I mean, per the you know the the, the framework, you know he is onto something. AI does stand to replace all the economic work that people can do, um, theoretically, um. So hey, I've been I I I I feel I feel secure in my job. I don't think AI will right. will do my job, but uh, I I will admit to uh, to using ChatGPT sometimes to uh, to do any kind of menial writing tasks that I need. I uh, I always ask ChatGPT to give me a little bit of help. Well, like yeah, right. Um, uh, that's that's uh, so. I mean, I should probably caveat this with a healthy dose of skepticism. I, I think that there will always be you know, specialized roles for people. Um, but overwhelmingly, like it can theoretically, once robotics catches up, like it could replace any barista or like theoretically it could replace a mechanic. I don't think it really could because of how, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there, but he's the, the UBI theory was predicated on the, on the notion that AI would render human labor obsolete. And yeah, that we're inevitably going to basically, you know technologically advanced to the point where there just simply aren't enough jobs to right. go around, which I think is legitimately something that probably could or probably will happen. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everything we're told, it's like, like you said, like the Iran nuke situation, it's always six months out. Then it's always another six months out. Um, I mean, the stuff, uh, the stuff progress, pro- uh, progresses rapidly. Um, in, in the background, things change constantly. I don't know, we'll have to see. Uh, uh, on the on the AI topic, there was uh, some controversy in the uh, the news this week as we're uh, recording mm-hmm. uh, surrounding the uh, the Taylor Swift uh, AI image. Oh, geez, you heard about yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was also um, tying into this. Uh, there was a fourteen year old girl, I think, like a very young girl in New Jersey somewhere in the east coast where her classmates made deep fake porn of her circulated amongst their schoolmates and then this girl killed herself Jesus Christ. and you know there, there are some um there's some stuff going around going around uh different state legislatures right now to um outlaw you know deep fake images deep fake pornography etc um, how do you even? How would you even enforce that, though? I have I have no idea. I guess ban the software, maybe. But that's I guess that's a little. My point being is that it's it's disheartening that it took like Swifties getting riled up. Like, wh- why wasn't like the the fourteen year old girl killing herself over this the national news story? Why was it Taylor because Swift? She wasn't. She wasn't famous. R- right. It's just, it's it's annoying. And um, yeah, but no, I think uh, the. I, I I did I did see the uh, the Taylor Swift AI images. I see why she would be upset by them, but ultimately I think it's a little bit different if you're you know a public figure, particularly like one of the literally maybe the most famous performer on earth. Yeah, that like you almost have to you you essentially have to expect that like you will not have any privacy. That like you've essentially you you essentially give up your right to privacy by being a a, a public figure like that. Whether or not that's like you know good or the the way it should be, it just kind of 
reality. That's just the way it is. And it's kind of, even before AI, that was still essentially the, mm-hmm. the, the way it was to like, you know, if you're a celebrity that like your private life will always be fodder for the public. And like, you're always going to be dealing with paparazzi. So like, I don't know if it's necessarily all that different. I mean, it's, it is different in that like, it's very like photorealistic and like, you know, people could be tricked into thinking it's real, but at least the ones that were like going around online were very obviously not real. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a, I, I, I think this push basically to regulate AI is somewhat well-meaning in, yeah. uh, at least, at least some of the people doing it are, are well-meaning, mm-hmm. but I think it will be ultimately pretty futile. I don't, I don't really see a way yeah. that is even possible. There's but always... The, the cat's out of the bag basically. And then like, right. we have this, this tool now that we didn't have before. And it's like, it's like, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I just don't really see any way of, uh, of really being able to stop it. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess there's, um, you know, laws that can be passed to give people more protection, more ownership of their data, more protection of their children's data. And I don't really know exactly. That's just what's always floated. I don't know the ins and outs of the tech policy in that regard. Um, I know Italy put like a hard back in like 2022, I think put a hard age restriction on certain like image alteration things. There's, you could just enforce identity theft in a creative way, libel, I suppose. I guess you could maybe, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer here. So if, uh, any lawyers are listening and want to correct me, but maybe you could like make an argument on like, essentially that it's like, intellectual property theft that like you know you're like stealing someone's likeness and that like they that old person owns the right to their own likeness and that like by creating you know ai deep fakes of somebody you're you know violating their their property rights but there uh, was um one of the few things i vaguely remember from my one semester of law school is vanna white from uh wheel of fortune there was a lawsuit back in like the 20th century i feel silly calling it the 20th century they used like a robot version of vanna white um to, like parody her and there was a lawsuit over it because it was it parody was it using her likeness i forget what happened with that but yeah like there's there's ways to like rein this in and it should be reined in I think. Um, but I, I do think that, like you said, I do think a lot of efforts will be futile because the tech will always outpace the legislation. That's always how this works. It's always how it's going to work. We're very bad at being proactive. We're always reactive and we'll always be that way. Well, and um, also just the, right, like the, the, the people in government are, are always going to be 10 steps behind the people yeah. in the tech industry as far as. Because they're 96. Yeah, that doesn't, it, it certainly doesn't help when the average age in Congress is what, like like 60 and the average age in the Senate is like 65 or 70 yeah. that like we're, we're being ruled by like geezers who I probably couldn't even, I think a lot of them probably couldn't even figure out how to send an email on their own, like without assistance from their staff. So good luck on uh, trying to teach them the ins and outs of, you know, generative AI. <laughs> I I really have a hard time, you know, even, despite his redemption arc I, I i don't even think one of the uh the young guns like fetterman is going to have any chance of uh understanding ai let alone you know chuck schumer or mitch mcconnell who were in their literally in their 80s so there's also like the whole issue with the lobbying apparatus around this um like the bull Moose project put out a, a report called eric schmidt inc um that just shows how vast you know 
like what we call an AP gov back in the day, the revolving door. Um, it, it, it's not meant to be solved. It's the same with any issue in, in the corporate America. It's meant to perpetuate itself and purposefully be ambiguous because they position people to just advance these corporate interests throughout the government, um, through fellowships, through you know paid positions and uh, NGOs, et cetera. Um, so well, yeah, and you get the you get the same people basically move from the agencies regulating whatever industry it is, whether it's tech, finance, um, any of the yeah major. It's industries the professional like material class, yeah. The, like yeah, the, the the like you know you move from a position in say the FDA to then oh I'm going to go work for Pfizer or right. you know uh, you're a regulator at the SEC and then you take a job working for Goldman Sachs like it's completely it's, it's naked corruption but. There's also like the, the ever Herculean the effort to fix. There's also the everlasting issue of, you know, we should rein in AI in a lot of regards, but also we should be moving ahead in some critical ones like defense, um, and in other ways of innovation. Like we we should be innovating. We objectively should be because we're going to just de- just decrease prosperity and leave ourselves vulnerable in any number of ways if we don't. Um, and for some reason, people think that's a hard needle to thread because we just don't understand this damn issue at all. I don't know, it's very it's very frustrating. Maybe it's because we're just Luddites. At least I'm a Luddite. Um, but eh. I go and I go back and forth. Sometimes I feel like a Luddite. Sometimes I feel like a uh, a techno optimist. It's uh, I am a, a duality techno, of man. I'm a techno, not a pessimist. Although I do think, I do think Bluetooth came from aliens. I do think Wi-Fi came from aliens. I think. The internet is a demon we keep in our pockets by our crotch. And I like the convenience of it all. So I am a techno. Yeah, what would be the word for that? I don't know. Technognostic? Um... Techno ambivalent? Yeah. I'm techno ambivalent. You know it's bad, but you like the convenience of it, so you tolerate it. Essentially, am I am I am I uh, summarizing it properly? I feel the same way about the McRib that I do about tech. I you like know it. It's bad for you. Know it's bad for you, but you like it anyways. Exactly. Many such cases. That is a piece that I'm going to write. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I think that's. I, I think everyone has has their their various things like that. Or the you know they know it's you you, you know it's bad but uh you you keep doing it it's like uh the the, the Trump tweet with uh with Diet Coke right like Coke uh, the Coca Cola company is not happy with me it's okay I'll keep I'll still keep drinking that garbage he knows it's bad for him but he he loves it anyways but I thought you're gonna use the I've never seen a skinny person drinking Diet Coke and why is that's I'm a thick king I would never stop drinking Diet Coke I'm a Coke Zero power. man. I'm I love Coke, Coke Zero, Zero man. man. So the Seven <laughs> Eleven by my office, Coke Zero is always out, but the Diet Coke, always pristine. I think they're phasing out Coke Zero. I've been noticing that more and more. That like most places, you when you go to the store, there's either very little or like no Coke Zero, but there's always Diet Coke. Maybe you know why? It's because one. men like Coke Zero and women like Diet Coke. Mm. Interesting. It's the long I haven't house. I see the my numbers friend. on that, but I, I believe it. I, I believe just it. instinctively it feels right because look at the bottles, look at the cans, look at True. the look at the look at the logos. 
when you look at the, the Coke, Coke Zero, Zero is logo, ma- is, is mail coded. Exactly, it's red, it's black, it's metal. It looks like Genghis Khan aesthetics. When you look at the Coke Zero logo, HR, gray, bleak, safe. Yeah, Boring. doesn't make you want to conquer. No, Coke Zero makes you want to sit. Makes you want to sit in your cubicle and send emails and do spreadsheets. But on the other hand, it is caffeinated. It's gray. It reminds you of the moon. We conquered the moon. We claimed the moon. It's a state. Allegedly, allegedly conquered the moon. I'm I'm still not entirely sold on the on the moon landing. I don't know about you. We'll have to do a flat Earth moon landing truther episode soon, but that'd be fun to get into. Um, but my point being, before but, uh, we, 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 we'll tease it now. We'll tease it now because I I'll be I'm I'm not saying I'm 100 percent sold one way or the other, but I am I, I I have questions regarding the moon landing that uh are i think difficult for for many to answer so but we'll, we'll we'll wait and we'll get john in on that one too but uh what about you are you you generally lean yes or no on the moon landing i want to believe i believe in american excellence i believe we can be excellent again i believe we were excellent also my dad worked for nasa so it's like you know i have like a familial obligation to believe in the moon landing um yeah. I'll uh, I'll have to tell my story uh the time I met Buzz Aldrin cuz that uh that that swayed me as well. Did you not see hidden figures? Well that also made me think that it was probably that the that made me more skeptical as well. Fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. Black girl magic sent us to the moon, my friend. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but, but I just want to make this point real quick. Diet Coke is gray. It's caffeinated. We conquered the moon. So there is that 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 motivating spirit. Caffeine inspires you, keeps you focused. Your mind is clear. Much but like Coke nicotine. Zero. Coke Zero is red. Mars is the future. They don't want us thinking about what we can accomplish. They want us focused on the past. They want us sad and Mars and depressed. is the god of war, a very masculine alpha god. Exactly. Coke Zero is for boys. Diet Coke is for women. I like Diet Coke. I like women, but Coke Zero is for the fellas. Much like how they're yes. cracking down on Zen, they're cracking down on our Coke Zero. Very true. Very, very true. Um, but, you know, I think we're, I think this is a good place to end. We're pretty optimistic right now, thinking of the future of conquering Mars. Is there any farewell points you'd like to make? No, generally, generally white pilled. I guess maybe just touch on the uh, the border issue again. I mean, I don't know when this episode's coming out, so maybe Civil War Two will have already broken out by the time we uh, we post this. But uh, there there seems to be a pretty clear uh, dividing line right now between red and blue America on this uh, this border issue, and uh, it does feel like we're in a uh, a precarious position. But I'm feeling I'm still feeling good about it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's. Uh... Good to see some solidarity amongst the red states for once. But yeah, as always, thanks for listening, folks. See you soon. Hey, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe to Heavyweights Podcast on both YouTube and Rumble. Follow us on Twitter at Heavyweights76. And the show is available for download on all major platforms as well. Hope to see you soon.